Welcome to Street Stoics, the podcast where we discuss Stoicism, the ancient philosophy of living a good life. I'm your host, Bryce, and I'm joined by my co-host, Benny. We're here to help you apply Stoic wisdom to your everyday life, no matter what obstacles you're facing, whether it be work stress, relationship issues, or just the general ups and downs of life. Stoicism has something to offer us all. All right, another episode of Street Stoics, the podcast. Excited about it. We're talking about a real serious subject today. It's death. Well, I mean, it's more than just death, right? It's, it's, it's this whole concept of how Stoics think about death, or more importantly, this Latin word. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, called memento mori. Really means remember that you will die. So it's really, it's really a core idea or concept that Stoics talk about, right? It, show up, it shows up quite a bit in visuals. And yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about it involved with change. Good stuff. Benny, are you, are you still alive, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right here. It sounds like all that doomy gloomy, but uh, this topic actually makes me feel more alive. Now, did you remember to talk about it? Did you remember that you will die today? Did, did, did you get up and look at you? Like I have this stoic coin, you know, you can buy these things. It's kind of cool. And it, it has the four cardinal virtues on it. It doesn't have the skull and crossbones. That's this imagery you'll see that with you've probably seen that like in a lot of mid, medieval art and and other things and that they're they're referring to memento mori so you're still alive that's a good thing so what do you, yeah, what do you and i do remember i do remember uh, I, I you know every day i wake up i try to be more as like you know what i'm happy to be in life again so it's, it's yeah. kind of a juxtaposition right this entire topic where people are like oh this is too morbid and you shouldn't talk about it but it makes me feel more alive but yeah we'll get, we'll get yeah. into it more right yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not about any. It's not about being morbid. It's not about fascination with death or anything like that. I mean, I, I think when people glance at it, when they glance at the symbol or they hear the word, it kind of creeps them out a little bit. But it it's actually something that's very beneficial. And it's just like everything else in Stoicism, you're trying to use what is to your advantage. You know, the physics of the world and what nature has provided and just the rules of engagement, right? Things that we can control versus things that we can't. Oh boy. And what's the, what's the biggest thing we can't control is, is our death, right? I mean, obviously we can make decisions that make it more probable. We might die sooner making poor decisions, right? That's where the free will comes in. But in reality, you know, Memento Mori is really just a reminder. It's a reminder about it's that we have constraints in this world. And the ultimate constraint is that you only have so much time and we don't know how much time that we have. And so we're really going to explore that. And I mean, I'll just kick it off and saying that, you know, I think Memento Mori, remembering that you will die, is more than just death. They're ta- it's, it's about change. And change is the, is, or death is the ultimate change, right? And I think as human beings, we really struggle with that. I know I've, I've struggled with change in my life. And as I've gotten older, it's been easier. I think you just learn that you just have to deal with it. You you can you can live in that place of denial, like I've said many times. You're in those three phases. You're in denial, then you're in acceptance, and then you're in engagement, right? And I think that when we talk about stoicism, they firmly want you in that place of of acceptance, right? You're you're out of the denial stage. You're ex, you're accepting of the change of the world and and death being that change that comes for all of us, right? And that's going to motivate me to to do some other things here, hopefully, uh, but. That's the first thing I'm thinking about, Benny, is that it's really 
a discussion about change and that we can't control control so many things and death is another one of those things the ultimate change right and it's going to prompt me to action so what are your initial feelings about death or momentum warrior and then we'll, we'll build off that yeah you're right and it's it is a really important topic to talk about right because a lot of people they they try to shun it they try to you know, maybe even present it, right? I, I wouldn't even know how that would look like if we, you know, if you would be immortal, you know, I just, uh, that's something that, I, and I think that is something that I wouldn't want, right? Because it will, will, will detract or the value that life is every moment, every moment, every minute that we have. And and the interesting thing is that I that I think about is, you know, when you, when you compare it to change, which I completely agree with, and, you know, someone like Marcus Aurelius would, would, would be there as well, because that's what he talks about a lot in his meditations. And and, and some other conversations that we've had, we've had people come up, they bring up like a mini death, right? The mini deaths that we have, like every moment that we have lived is gone, right? Every, every um, experience that we've had is gone. Every relationship that might have ended is gone, right? Even those are the moments. So we deal with this on a daily level. And that's why it's sometimes a little bit strange that because of that will be the ultimate change that we will go through, right? And Marcus Serrini says it, you know, whether it's the atoms or the gods, we don't know what's going on. But it's strange that that's something that's such a hurdle for us to take, that there's so much fear and, and, and resentment against this this thing that we all share, right? That's the, That's the beauty of it as well. Like, there's one thing that we all share, everybody who's alive, everybody's listening to this, we will die at one point, right? At least with the current, you know, knowledge that we have in scientific science. But but it would also be then it would be the question whether it's ethical to to be immortal, to never die, because that's the opposite, right? So it's this unavoidable thing that we all share. And I wrote about it at one point, you know, in one of the articles that I wrote, it's like it needs a rebranding, right? Death needs a rebranding because it's something that would that could get, you know, as we said at the beginning, it could add so much more value to your life. And I, I kind of wanted to, you know, kind of kick off with a few quotes that I like about it just to kind of have them permeate throughout the conversation. And one of them is like, and you know that I like this, uh, this 16th century French philosopher, Michel de Montaigne, and he has an essay which is called To Philosophize is to Learn How to Die. Right, that's pretty much what philosophy is about. And we look at Socrates' death, he really you know, he documented it, and I can read about it in Plato's, uh, one of Plato's books. And he really uses that moment to examine life, right? He uses that moment to say, hey, have I really lived well? Have I really trained myself to deal with this moment? And that's what Michel de Montaigne just says as well, to philosophize, to ask you know, the questions about life, to see how well you live, how good you live is, how, how good your life has been. That is really where it comes down to when you see, hey, you know what? Uh, this is this is an important part, right? This is like now I can let go. And and one final quote, and then I'll we'll kick it back to you, is the one from, from Seneca, which I really like. You know, he says like, life, it is thanks to death that you are precious in my eyes, right? He even he even thanks death for the for adding so much value to life. So that that's I think we we can't we cannot see them as separate life and death they're one and the same package and one adds to the other the only problem is that a lot of us are living in fear of that ultimate change which I really like you know you bringing that up because that is something that we have to let go right and I think that that is one of those things where we can where where we also can uh, talk about right is like how how do I let go because that's part of death but 
that's kind of my first take on it. Like at the beginning, I used to be quite, uh, um, yes, not yes, scared or hesitant, you know, to talk about this topic. But the more I do and the more I think about it, the more I appreciate and I'm grateful for being alive. And you said it at the moment, right? It's like, hey, did you remember today that you were going to die? It's like, yeah, you know, and, and that's why I want to appreciate the moment that I still have. Yeah, I love those quotes and, and those points. I like that rebranding. That's exactly what Stoics are doing. And there's a lot of good quotes that they have about uh, death and, and our mortality. And I just remember ones that came to mind was, you know, Marcus Aurelius talking about, well, you know, when death smiles at you, all you can do is smile back, right? So that's what we're really talking about here is that it's not about focusing on the end point or this, this thing I can't control. Because I think in my theory, right, in my opinion, I think we're all control freaks to some degree. And so this is why people, I think, obsess about death. And I wouldn't want to, you know, you have these movies where you have the vampires, semi-immortal, or these are, oh, well, want to be great when we can be immortal. I don't think so. I mean, I look at like a, a life as a life well lived uh, is, is something you can feel good about, right? I think a lot of times, uh, I know older, wiser people that I've known who've passed, including family members, they're kind of at peace. Like you get tired at some point in time and, and you've lived your life and you've done the things uh, that you, you wanted to or seen enough. And it's like, I think it's okay. It's okay to say, hey, it's like this long test and I'm going to do the best that I can and then I'm going to be at peace and whatever comes, wherever that energy goes after that, so be it. But it's just a natural part of life. And Stoics are really in tune to nature. And so rebranding it as as like this memento mori or this thought about death or reminder, right? Remember that people die. It's really reminding me of my mortality, right? And in the impermanence of life. So again, it's not to dwell on death, right? In a morbid way, but to use it as a motivator, right? It motivates me to live a more meaningful and purpose-driven life. It's very action-based. It's saying, hey, you know, uh, get busy and why well, get busy? Because you don't know how much time you have to, to complete all your projects and stuff. You got all those wonderful things, all these gifts you've been given by gods or nature. You know, we talked about that or you did a second ago. And so I, I'm excited. I'm empowered. You know, that, that life is a gift. It's a miracle that we're even here at all, right, at, at this time and place. And it's all so miraculous. And so you can look at every moment as being a gift. And so uh, even if I've had you know, just a few moments or not as many moments as somebody else or maybe somebody in my family it was all a gift, right? And and as they talk, the Stoics talk about, hey, whether you lived a really long life or a shorter life, they likened it to acts in a play. Maybe you don't, maybe you're not in, involved in all the acts in the play, but you still had a role, right? You, you were still had function, you still had purpose. And that's what they're trying to do. I think the Stoics are trying to motivate this purpose-driven life to get going. So, what is it doing, right? It, so it, it's promoting this focus on the present moment, which we're, is always very valuable. So I, I'm constantly aware of my mortality. So I'm really likely to focus on, hey, what's important to me? What are the real important things in life? And we talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, what do we need versus what do we want? You really sit down and think about that. Sometimes those lines intersect, but usually they're different. And so a lot of the things we stress about, we get distracted about, and here we go, waste time. Here we go, time again. It has something to do with wants instead of needs. So there's that. Also realizing that, that death is just another change. There's nothing I can do about it, right? It's that dichotomy of control. 
it can relieve some anxiety and fear, right? Because I realize now that death is just a natural part of life. Again, it's nature. It's okay. And so I can maybe be less afraid and, and maybe be more willing to take maybe a few risks or, li- or, or live life to, the, to my fullest, right? Because I know I got one shot. And so, hey, be brave. Go ahead and do that. And, you know, so we talked about purpose and, you know, the positive impact. I can align my values with the world and, you know, make and, and make my mark, you know, to get busy, to get going. And another thing I always like to insert in there, too, for passing back to you, Benny, is talking about gratitude. Right. I think that's so critical. I don't think the Stoics talk directly about gratitude enough, but, you know, by recognizing that my time here is limited, I can cultivate a deeper appreciation for, for even the simplest things in life. When you look at what I was saying before is, it's just miraculous that we're here. You really take that approach or really buy into it. Don't just say it in passing. You know, look around, uh, look at the people you have access to. Uh, uh, the, the, oh God, we live in the first world here. Uh, here in the United States, I do. Benny primarily lives in Europe, and we've, there's so many gifts and wonderful things in the technology. It's like, wow! I mean, really sat down and thought about how much better we live, even with our counterparts living in the West uh, or even in the East, whatever, a hundred years ago, fifty years ago. It, it's it's amazing. It, it really is. And so I, I'd always like to put that imprint in there that that using this this concept of this restraint or this constraint of, of death. In valuing the moment, I, it gives me the opportunity to really focus and take uh, full inventory and, and be have that full gratitude, that deep appreciation for everything in my life, even the simple things. So it, it's a good thing. Yeah, and, and, and I just wanted to kind of like the people who are listening to this, uh, and this is what I would hope for them to get out of it, is like after this episode and you finished, that you will just, you know, go out there and, and, and use every moment that you have, right? Instead of like, oh, you know, I'm going to die. No, it's like I'm alive. Right, that's the opposite. That's the thing that we have right now. Right, is like that. That question is like, hey, I can't die at any moment, right? And Epictetus says in one of his discourses, is like, okay, you know, you're you're going to die at any moment. Just make sure that if that finds you, make sure that you're doing the things that you were supposed to be doing. Right, that word duty that we talk about. Just make sure that you are the thing. Like the the, the I think the quote goes pretty much like he finds you know, the the farmer death will find a farmer in the field. You know, the fisherman on the sea. Make sure that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and there might be people saying, so, you know, if, if I'm going to die, I might just, you know, go live it up and do all these things that I, you know, want to do, like maybe, you know, bath things or, you know, like a, a drink and all, you know, what, whatever you want to be doing and think about, like just partying it up or whatever. But that's not what the Stoics say. They say, you know, treat every treat your life as precious and then you will have so much more value in it, Right even though it is finite, right? Even though that change will come and we don't know what's going to come after it, right? Marcus Aurelius, he, he says it in, in, in book 6.24, he says, you know, Alexander the Great and his mule driver both died and the same thing happened to both. They were absorbed alike into the, li- the life force of the world or dissolved alike into atoms, right? So he says like, we, we're not sure what's going to happen after this, right? If it's if we're going to be part of the big life force or into atoms, you know, if we're going to be part of God or the divine or providence or, you know, the rational universe, he didn't know, but we have this shot right now that we have to make sure that we use it to our best ability, right? That we make sure that we, we have our duty to ourselves and the community and that is best served while we do, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the good things that we have. And and just kind of to build on that as well, like, and I'm, I might be bringing a little bit of more quotes out of this topic than normally, but he says in book two, and this book 6.2, 
Marcus Aurelius says, you know, just that you do the right thing. The rest doesn't matter, right? He's focusing on do the right thing. Because dying too is one of our assignments in life. There as well to do what needs doing, right? So he reminds us that do the right thing. Because wh- why? Because at the end of the day, when, you, when your last moment comes and you have that little moment where you look back at your life and you ask yourself, have I lived it well? That you can ask, you know, you can answer without hesitation, yes, I've lived it well. And it's time to say farewell, right? Seneca, we've been, you know, going through Seneca's letters and we've been looking at them and he ends his letter with that word farewell. And at one point in our lives, when that last moment comes, we need to be able to say, you know, preferably with a smile on our face, with pride, we're just having genuine thoughts of like, hey, I've lived it well. And then we can say farewell, right? And I think that that is one of those one of those things that we we want to take away from this, where you say, hey, you know what? Okay, let's remember, remind myself that I'm going to die. And I like how you brought gratitude in the conversation because that's what it's all about, right? Be grateful for the moment that you have now with the people that you love, with the people around you, you know, with the, the, the experiences that you can have. A lot of us are just living from one to the next. And while we're in that moment, we're just urge, are yearning for the next one to come. While what we're doing is we're forgetting about this one well, we're not sure if the next one is ever going to be there, right? So it is good to take that moment, right? To take a little pause and to say, you know what? Take a deep breath. I'm alive right now and I'm just going to use it, whatever I do. And for some people that might say, hey, you know what? Maybe this job that I'm doing, I might be making a lot of money, but maybe I don't need it, right? As you said, you know, to prioritize your, your needs and to say, hey, what is it that I really need to live a good life? Maybe you can say, hey, I can I can step take a step down, make a little bit of less money, but you really use the time that that allows me more, right? And, and and so I really appreciate that that sense of gratitude is super important to to remember and to remind yourself that everything you do is a is a unique experience, right? It's a miracle that we that we get to be here, and that's why the Stoics and a lot of philosophers that remind us so often about the fact that we will die, right? The death is the great equalizer, as I. You know, and that quote about the Alexander the Great and his mule, dri- uh, mule driver, they both had the same faith. They both died, right? And, and history in the long term is not going to make a differentiation about what they did, or what was the best, and what was the worst. No, they lived their life, and, and, and that was it, right? So that is something also just when we look at other people around us, it's like, oh, they are living such a better life than me. Now, at the end of the day, we don't know. At the end of the day, we're going to meet the same fate. Right, so make sure that when you reach that fate, that you've said, "Hey, I've lived my life to the fullest." Right? Yeah, I like a lot of things you said there, and I like that we have this little side part about gratitude, and it does come up in other other conversations that we've had. But that it really, truly is that that's what it's about. I mean, it really is a game changer, and, and the concept of momentum mori puts me in that position. And I like what you were talking about too. Is just again what I what I previously alluded to is taking inventory. You said, hey, be thankful of your family and your friends and things like that. Well, you know, maybe people out there don't don't have any family to reflect upon or, or or any close friends or whatever. But what you do have, what we all have is you have this gift of life, right? And you have the logos, right? You have logic. You have that high logic and reason. We've been blessed with that mind, you know, uh, Stoics talk about that as as human beings, right? So we share that with all our, our all other human beings. So we're all brothers and sisters in arms, I like to say, in that battle. So through virtue, right, living the virtuous life, using logic and reason to guide me, 
living to my highest sense of self, living up to my personal nature. Why? Because I have a responsibility to do it, right? Again, my personal nature being that, that logical and reasonable place, being virtuous at the highest level, at my best effort, right? It's not being the sage, the wise man who does it right every time, but it's trying. And so through that, through those efforts, my life always has purpose, and I'm always going to have some good outcome. And that's a blessing in and of itself, right? I should have gratitude just for that, even if I might have very little as far as it goes, relationships, or I might be struggling financially, all these types of things, you you always have that, right? So you always have purpose, and you have gifts, and you have skills, and it can come out through your virtue, right? I'm 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 practicing self master. I'm trying to be the best version of myself, so I can provide the most valuable to whom to the community. I mean, we always talk about Stoics and how people get it wrong. No, it, it's not about being individualistic and all about me, me, me and ignoring everybody else, ignoring my emotions. It's not about that at all. There is no ignorance here. It's about prioritization. It's about compartmentalizing some of these things and leveraging what nature has put in front of us for the maximum value. And that's what we're doing there. So the value that you provide is all equal. Marcus Aurelius, the emperor, uh, Epictetus, the slave, me, uh, Bryce right now, we all have a part to play, and we're all equal in that. We're all equal in living to my, my best virtuous self. We're all winners. We're all kings. We're all Caesars at that point. You know, so so be be in, in you know positive about that. Feel encouraged about that. I just wanted to get that across. That you know, some people may be hurting out there and saying, "Well, I don't have a lot that I feel I could be uh, have gratitude for, feel gracious for." But you really do. You really sit sit down and think about it. And that life is just a gift. And wake, like Benny said, dude, waking up, uh, you're still above ground. Hey, that's a win. And now it's like, what what do I have that I can give to the world? Because really, that's my purpose. And there are some other quotes, too. And I want to throw a couple out there. Benny brought up some great ones. And I like how they have a little, a few of these, they have a little different take take on 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 what it means or how to how we could absorb this. Seneca said, he said, you could leave life right now. Let that determine determine what you do and what you say. I could say, hey, that's just a call to action, right? That's just a snap. Hey, you don't know. Is tomorrow guaranteed? No, I'm not trying to make you paranoid or, or worried about it, but let's get busy, right? That's what I take when I read that. And then I read uh, here, it says that uh, Epictetus says, you know, death is not a misfortune, but removal of misfortune. So that's an interesting angle, right? You say that's almost as death kind of being a release or this transition of my energy into to some other form, right? However you want to look at that. But there's a lot of misfortune that befalls you while you were living. And so you can say you can look at death as being kind of that transition point, but it's like, hey, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world, right? It, it's, just, it's just an end to the chapter, but the book continues. That's the way I like to look at it. But that Maybe in, in some sense, you know, you will f- have fought the good fight, but the fight is over. Now you can rest. That's what I think when I when I read that. And then Marcus Aurelius said, live each day as if it were your last. Again, that's a call to action. Very simple. Benny and I both love these maxims. I know Seneca talks about be, be careful with uh, connecting too hard with these sayings or these phrases or these maxims. But Benny and I see the bigger picture behind it. And we're not just leaning on, on, these, uh, on these quotes in and of themselves. But that says a lot there, you know, real easy. Live each day as if it were your last. If you really bought into that, just don't say it or, oh, that sounds interesting. And yeah, and then, you know, go on eating your lunch. Be really just focused on that, you know, and, and sat with it, you know, for hours or 
try to rem- remind yourself of it during the day, it, it could change everything. Definitely. And and that's also interesting what you said, you know, like the the, the, the quote, like, uh, you know, it, it is a, it takes misfortune away, right? And then Michel de Montaigne again in this, in this essay, I think it was there, you know, if I misquoted and uh, I apologize, but uh, it's, it, he kind of said, you know, like there, there has to be some kind of element of fear, right? Some kind of element of, of, of dread to death. Otherwise, the, the exit is far too easy, right? And, and I think, as you said, for, yourself, for some people, if you fight the, the good battle and you know that you can't win it and then it's, you know, then that might be the, the moment to, to, to depart gracefully, right? To say, hey, this was it, you know, this was my struggle. And, and we see from, from, from uh, Seneca as well that struggle is a big part of life, right? That's where we don't want to have that struggle because it sounds scary and, and difficult to do, but that's where we really find a lot of value in life, right? And I think that that is also something that uh, we need to really address when we talk about topics like this. And we, and we must ask ourselves these questions, hey, why do I find it, find it scary, right? Why do I worry about it? Why would I pre- want to prevent something which is purely natural, right? And the Stoics would say, live in accordance to nature. And to do so, one of those things is to die, right? One of those things, so if we ask ourselves, hey, why do I find it scary, right? And, and as you said, hey, I don't have anything to be grateful for. Well, one part is that you're still here and breathing while other people might not be, right? They might already be gone. So you I still have this time. And then if you, and if you, if other people think like, hey, why do I find it so scary? It's like, yeah, sit with that question, right? Ask yourself that question. Why do I find it scary? Is it because maybe it's going to be painful or because I'm going to have to say goodbye to everybody? But at one point, this will happen to everyone. I like to think like, you know, every person we, we see, you know, me and Bryce are here talking. There are three, there are three options, right? Either I die before Bryce, we die at the same exact moment, or, or Bryce goes before me. Right, those are the three options we have with every person around. But the and another thing that we and one thing that we have in common is that we are here right now in this moment where we can converse, where we can spend time together, and that time is precious. Right, that's where that gratitude comes from. That that moment should uplift us to say, hey, you know what? Instead of spending time on my phone, you know, instead of spending time with with you know being preoccupied with other things, I'm going to spend this time and really listen to this person, really sit with it, really experience really let this experience work its way in, right? I think that that's something that we, once we do that more, we can see there's so much more beauty in life and so much more, um, um, uh, yeah, greatness in it that really we have this unique opportunity. So if you are thinking like, I have nothing to be grateful for, right? Just look around you and see, hey, you know what? I'm here. I can observe the world. I can see what's happening. Uh, I can, you know, maybe if you don't have the, then if you feel that you can't have anyone to rely on, hey, you know, there's going to be people around. Just reach out, right? That's why it's a society. That's why we are working on ourselves. And and and, and I've experienced this, this for, my, for myself as a person. The better you live, the more you can see the beauty around you because it takes anxieties away. It takes all these other things, distractions away. So then you can really see what's happening, right? So that adds. So if you think, hey, I don't have anything to be grateful for, look at the small parts. You know, look at the things that you have right now, right here, right? And that death, that change that will come. You don't have to go run for it. You just have to live your life and then it will, it will find you. But as long as you're living your life, you can, once it meets you, right? Once it, once the curtain falls and the Stoics like to talk about that analogy about being a play or being an actor on a stage, once that curtain falls, you can take a deep bow. You can look at the, you can look at the, at the world and the audience and say, this was my part. I played it. 
take a deep bow and, and leave the stage with, with your head held up high, right? That's the only thing that we can do. Yeah, I know. And Marcus Aurelius talks about that. You know, he talked about death, you know, at, at multiple times in, in meditations. And I remember, I don't remember the exact quote, but I remember the concept of saying, you know, when, hey, when death comes, he'll, he'll meet it, you know, with the, with the same pride and energy and, and, and bigger that he met life with. Right. So I p- picture like, you know, him on his horse, like riding off into the sunset, you know, with your, with your shoulders back and your head high, it's, it's the same thing, you know, whatever that transition is, it is. And yeah, and I love what you said. And, and Stoics do talk about nature and, and it is part of nature. Everything that lives dies is part of the circle of life. And so when you see, when you see momentum or you often, often see a symbol like a skull and cross, crossbows and a skeleton space. And oh, I used to think that was kind of rattling and it feels kind of scary, but it's like, if you really think about it, it's very effective, right? It's meant to be a little bit in your face and startling maybe because it gets your attention, right? But it's not getting in my attention that, you know, the Grim Reaper is is waiting around the corner. But again, this this idea of just realizing that that this is part of what we're dealing with here. It's a constraint, right? Just remember that you will die as a call to action, as a call to to live your life with more gratitude day by day, to take the fear and anxiety, like I said, out of it, right? Because I realize I can't dodge it. People spend so much time and money and effort and discussion about prolonging your life. And hey, that's not a bad thing, right? I could say taking care of yourself is a good thing. Because it allows me to be the best version of myself, so I can find reasons to, uh, you know, take care of my health and my diet, and 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 do all types of wonderful things and spend time and energy doing that. But I'm going to do it for the right reasons. I'm going to say it makes me the best version of myself. It, get, it gives me the ability to use the talents or or gifts that I've been given by gods or or nature to to what support the community. Right, it gives me more time to to make an impact, right? Because that's our job while we're alive, is to affect the people and and or the society around us to our best of our ability. And maybe the people around us and society could just be a, a couple people. You know, I, I could I could be living hundreds of years ago in a tiny community, and all I had my family, and I never left, never never left my little village or something like that. Uh, but maybe that was that was enough. Right, that I that I took care of those few people around me, or or a small set of of, of needs, or or not bunch of projects. It doesn't have to be big grandiose things. Your fate will determine those things, right? And so I I don't get to choose that stuff. I can only do the best that I can do with what I have, and do it virtuously. And I think this is a this is a call to arms for all that stuff. So that being said, I think Benny would be good to talk about maybe. A, couple ideas like I think about how do I incorporate this this concept of momentum or into my life a couple things I jotted down it's like you know keep a journal you know some people stoics had a some of them had a death journal I don't I don't know if I have to mark it as that that seems that seems a little bit morbid but maybe not like I'm not going to be afraid of that that term let's say let's just say death journal okay death journal but it's just a journal that you can do use to regularly reflect on your life and you know what do I want to achieve how am I making uh, progress. What are my goals? You know, Stoics are always talking about writing things in journals. So, the, just just a basic writing down of what you want to do. How would you spend your time, uh, or how are you spending your time, and how would you spend your time if you knew you had a lot more uh, time to to produce and and execute on something? So, writing things down. 
Not, never a bad idea. Some people spend time in nature. You know, Benny does a lot of traveling. And I would liken it to that. It's moving around and, and seeing how things are, how the world is. How do we connect with uh, nature in general, with other people? It gives us a new perspective on mortality and kind of the vastness of the universe. And maybe Benny can speak a little bit to that. Uh, I haven't done a ton of traveling, but what I had, I always come back with a different perspective and, and that can really help you grow and grow in the right ways. And, you know, uh, we talked about gratitude before, of course, it gives us another opportunity to appreciate good things in your life. And, and lastly, I would say helping others, right? I can make a positive impact on the world by helping others. That's really what our job is in stories. It's as Marcus Aurelius said, your decision making should come out of a base of how do I help the community? And so think about it that way. And if it doesn't apply to the community, okay, you want to be the best version of yourself for yourself too, but you're always thinking of others. It's outward in, not inward out. So uh, don't get confused with that. People think about stoicism in, in backwards ways sometimes, but that came to my mind, Betty. Would you have any ideas or some uh, ways that might people might incorporate momentum Yeah, and, and those are great ideas, right? Writing it down or, or you know, talking to people. And I've had great discussions with, with people around me about this topic and just to kind of that that clears your, your view, your perspective. So if you talk about it with other people, then maybe they have different views, you know, and you can have a good discussion about them. What that does is really makes your thoughts clearer on this topic, right? And and I know you've mentioned, you know, I like, I like traveling. It is part of me, right? It's something that, um, um, yeah, I just like. And I've asked myself many questions like, why do I travel? And I, maybe that's for another discussion. But a lot of it is just to experience life. And one of the interesting things that I've seen is that we share more than we have different, right? We all want to have that good life. We all want to have a nice and peaceful life. At least that's what I've seen. So one of the questions that I would ask myself is like, you know, if I had X time to live, but if I had six months to live, if I had a year to live, if, if I had one day to live, what would I want to do with my life, right? Those are kind of questions. If you are journaling, you can use those kind of prompts to ask yourself, hey, if I had X time amount of life, and you can you can choose the time you say, like maybe a year, maybe half a year, maybe one day, what would I do with my time? What would I really want to do with it, right? And we can, and, and again, you know, some people say, oh, I just party it up. Is that really how you want to spend your life? Is that really what you want to be doing? Or do you want to, uh, as Bryce said, add something, right? And I think we should try that, you know, with that idea and add something without the the the, the benefit, without the idea of leaving a legacy, right? That shouldn't be our focus. We shouldn't focus on leaving things behind. First of all, because it's beyond our control, right? We can decide what people will remember us for, if at all, and how long they would remember us for, right? But if we just do the things that we say, hey, I'm going to do this because I think it's valuable for me and for the community around me, then you can look at yourself back. Again, when, when, we, when we get older, we start to look back more, right? At the beginning, time goes fast because we want to go faster, right? We want to have that time come faster. But once we are older, we start to really appreciate the time that we, we have because we see less of a future ahead of us and we start to look back more. So if you say, hey, you know, if I look back at, the, and this could be part of that journal as well, if I look back at last day, at last week, how did I spend it? Was it really something that I wanted to spend? Did I have to cross over my principles or step over some of my values somewhere that I kind of sell out myself? And so you can kind of use those kind of reflections to to help yourself with, right? For example, another one would be 
like let's say if money wasn't a restraint right what if money wasn't a problem in the world what would you be doing then if you wouldn't have to work for money what is the thing that you would love to be doing right and for me personally one of the things would be having conversations like this and sharing it with people because this is exactly what we are this is what why we are doing this was exactly what bryce was saying right we we love having these conversations we want to uh, spread it out to the world because it might help someone, right? It might help you while you're listening to this and it might say, hey, you know what? I've heard something here. And if that's the case, then hey, we, 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 that, that would make me at least feel feel great. You know, I've, I've, because it, first of all, it's helping me to have these discussions. And if it helps someone else, hey, that's excellent. Maybe you can do something like that as well in a different way, right? And, and that's something that I, uh, that I like, right? Those, the asking ourselves these questions. You can use that as a, you know, writing it down or just having, sitting with other people, having these discussions. Those are kind of tools to do. And, and, and at the last part is just to, to, you know, to, to live your life, right? To kind of take the pressure off of having to meet with those external goals and ask yourself really, what is the, where is the value of my life? Bringing it down to the basics, to the first principles. What is important in my life? Because at the end of the day, when we die, when we have that ultimate change, we're not going to bring anything with us. No money, no clout, no, you know, that's going to, that's going to, that's not going to matter. I think Marcus really says it in one of his, you know, um, in one of his meditations when he talks about the old emperors. They don't know what's going on and they wouldn't care because they're dead, right? So I think that that is one of those things that we should really have this topic help us focus more on the now instead of being afraid of living while it should just be a celebration of life, right? That's the same thing as, you know, death and on a funeral, we shouldn't be, no, we should mourn, you know, and grief is a natural thing, but we should more celebrate the fact that we, we've we had the opportunity to have shared this life. And I'll, I'll pass it back to you, Bryce, with, with this last thing. And it's a, it's kind of a, a, a from a Dutch song. Um, and it said, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm grateful to have had it and, and then uh, no I prefer to have lost it than never have had it at all right and that's how we should see life I prefer to have lived than not have lived at all I prefer to have lost life than not have lived at all right I love that that's amazing yeah keep inserting those uh, those good Dutch things something that we could do maybe make that a regular part of the podcast I like that a lot but let's do one in Dutch in a little bit you know after a few months Benny said that he was going to teach me a few words here and there, so stay tuned for more on that. I'll start with my name. (laughs) Yeah, say your name. If I could say your name correctly, it's a good start. And I like what you said about, and I'll close out here too, is that uh, you said it's not just a fear of the death, it's it's I'm afraid to live, right? And so you don't think about it that way. If I'm constantly fearing death, then my mind is occupied and I'm really not living my best life. Really, so to live your best life, you have to come to some terms with your mortality. So again, when we say momentum worry, remember that you will die. It's a call to action. It's an empowering thing. And when I see those that skull and crossbones associated with that phrase, I'm going to say, hey, as Marcus really has said, when death smiles and that and that skull smiling at me, I smile back because I know, hey, I have gratitude. I have a life to live. I have something to add. And I'm here today looking at these symbols, reading these things, having these conversations. And it reminds me that I have work to do, but I take pride in that work and I'm going to do it with virtue and I'm going to be happy about it. And I'm happy about it because I realize that death is just part of life. 
and it, that's a gift too. And that's I think that goes back to that uh, saying by Epictetus about how he referenced that it was kind of a relief in a sense, and and what we were talking about uh, earlier about rebranding, right? So I think during this conversation, I think we've completely rebranded the concept of death. Where I say I'm going to die, I accept that, but hey, what what can I do right now? And and so I feel encouraged and inspired to live my best life. So great conversation, Benny. Let's let's go out and live life to the fullest. Exactly. And thanks for this conversation as well. It, it, it gave me a better look at the, uh, life and death and then the rebranding and the connection of all. And yeah, it is time to live, right? So if if you've listened so far, hey, after this conversation, go out and do something, you know, that, that really makes you feel alive and, and just appreciate everything that you have around you. Yeah, Memento Mori. Remember, you'll die. Now go out and live to your fullest. The times. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review. Your feedback helps us reach more like-minded listeners on this journey of self-improvement. And remember, you can reach us on X at Bryce at Stoic Bryce, Benny at The Stoic Padawan, or look at our website, streetstoics.com. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at streetstoics at gmail.com. And remember, virtue is the only good.